0: All right, and we're back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review. I'm trying all the different ways on television just to show everybody, you know, All the different ways I can do five, you know, I'm running out of ways, creative ways to do it. But after 241 episodes, do you blame me? But if you can, (laughs) please give us that five-star review. It is truly appreciated. We cannot thank you enough for doing so. And please check out all the great work that they're doing at lakerholics.com. The conversation is very... Robust right now when the Lakers are in dire straits, it seems like everyone at Lakerholics.com is always in a great mood. And when the Lakers are winning and they're on a winning streak and everything is good, but when everything is bad, all hell breaks loose and everything is, uh, I guess pondered on Lakerholics.com. So be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But a good man indeed is here who loves the Lakers just as much as I do. He is, uh, kind of nervous like I am in regards to what's going on with the team and here today to talk Lakers and a little bit of pop culture as well because something happened as well in pop culture that we continuously need to talk about is my good friend TJ Johnson and TJ welcome back my friend great to have you on the program.
1: Thank you, brother. I appreciate the open invitation that I've been given to be a part of the program. Thank you.
0: That that red carpet's out for you. I mean, the man who yeah. uh, h- helped define the show in the early days. Now, like I said, 2:41. I think this is. And my gosh, I see early days were just nothing but TJ, TJ, TJ. So it's uh, great to have you back <laughs> going in with us and and talking the Lakers, but. Your first concerns when it comes to the Lakers right now. AD is out four weeks. Yeah. Uh, we've been uh, struggling ever since he did go out halfway through that Denver game. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's not been pretty. Uh, heading into a week where we do play the number one team in the NBA right now, Utah Jazz, coming up on Wednesday. I mean, I'm not... <sighs> I know it's just very hard to say. I'm I'm concerned about the team going forward. They're, the injuries to AD and also the health and safety protocol for Dennis Schroeder. So he's out mm-hmm. a week. Mm-hmm. Have uh, opened up some glaring weaknesses right now in the Lakers game.
1: Yes. But see, I don't know if, if I would go as far as calling them glaring weaknesses. And here's why I say that. We knew these weaknesses from the beginning these aren't new revelations this nothing here is, is brand new we were all aware of the holes they had defensively once they lost Ray John Rondo once they lost Avery Bradley we were already aware of that so yeah. yes now it's becoming obvious because Anthony Davis is down Dennis Schroeder is out to Kobe protocol yes it is obvious um at this particular time but if if we're going to be frank these were issues that we knew were happening before the season started so if we didn't raise the red flag, then don't raise the red flag. We aren't even halfway through the season. We've still got quite a bit of life left. And we're not that kind of, the Lakers are not built to be a team that's like 82-0 and 0 or 75, in this case, an 0. And that's not the way this team is built. You've got older players who are going to need time to rest and recuperate and get themselves mentally prepared because we all know what the end game is, to to quote on, to, to punt a, a favorite movie of mine. We know what the end game is, and that's an NBA championship. So as long as they're ready to go come playoff time, I want Anthony Davis to take as much time as he needs. He's got four weeks. Give him six weeks. Whatever he needs to get himself prepared, considering the fact that they did not have an offseason. Their offseason was was ridiculously short, considering everything they had going on. We understand why, but because it's had such a short offseason, I'm not raising a red flag yet. Let them get their rest. Let them heal up. Let them do what they need to do. Come playoff time. When it goes down to a pretty much an eight to nine man rotation anyways, they don't typically go that far into the bench unless they absolutely, absolutely have to. And typically they don't because the games are slowed down so much. So is it room to be concerned? Sure. If you're concerned about placement in the week, if you're concerned about placement in the West, I mean, they're going to lose a few games and, we're not going to be the top, top tier, top rated team going into the finals, but that's, that's, we don't need to be, all we need is to get to the playoffs, be healthy to get into the playoffs. And at that point the work, that's when the work really starts. So just, just, just get to the playoffs, man. I'm not going to, I'm not going to raise the red flag yet. Can
0: I raise like maybe a, whitish red flag maybe you can raise I, a pink
1: flag if that's what you choose okay. a that, pink that, that's flag. what a yes. red is. it's plain
0: yes okay fair enough fair enough so i'll raise a little bit of a pink flag because again uh the streakiness of the lakers shooting has come to fruition I, like last year this mm-hmm. is again something that the lakers have uh you know as laker thomas finally addressing now on lakerholics.com he's finally agreeing with me that i don't think the lakers did enough during the off season to address those needs and uh, the streakiness has continued for the lakers they're on a bad streak an extended Mm -hmm. bad streak and they're now reverting back to what they were much of the season as far as a poor shooting three-point team i mean early on they were lights out from three points but it looks like the majority of the season they have been struggling from that area. And need to get consistent three-point shooters. This is something that's gone on for quite a while, and yeah. they've just been unable to find a good fix. So, at this point, you're—I mean, you're—I'm you're, scratching my head because now teams are just going ahead and letting the Lakers shoot. Uh, yesterday, in the yeah. Heat game, 45 shots from three. I mean, that's that's a huge amount, and if you're only making 15 of them, that's a pretty bad sign right now.
1: Yeah, and then, but we also remember that basketball is a game of runs and you're going to have wins. You're going to win some, you're going to lose some. And if you're going to be a team that shoots the three, then you're going to live and you're going to die by the three point shot. And right now the Lakers are shooting and obviously they're dying by the three point shot, but you know, it's a different ball game. It's a different story when those shots are falling. And now the Lakers are, uh, have addressed all the concerns. I mean, let's be fair. They did acquire Wesley Matthews, who is a sharp shooter. He's just not getting the rotation time that he probably, in my opinion, as a shooter needs to get shooters have to have the ball. You got to be able to touch the ball and you got to have, repetition you got to get shots up you got to get a feel for the ball you need that sweat same thing with contavious call with hope i mean we know that he was really really hot earlier uh, really really hot during the beginning of the season and it's obviously cooled off but this is this is the nature of the game this is the nature of shooters this is the nature of basketball you're going to have ebbs and flows peaks and valleys right now we're in a bit of a valley but that's okay because it's 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 part of the ride as long as we get to the end which is getting to the playoffs and getting ourselves prepared for that and being fully equipped once we get to the playoffs, having everybody have the chance to get into the rotation and get touches and get rhythms. I'm not, I, I'm concerned, but I'm not concerned if that makes sense. You talked about
0: additions, the proper additions to the team. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that has come up because later this week, I think, is when they can start looking into picking up somebody that can help maybe off the waiver wire or something like that and then in march later in march actually go out and execute some trades or at least the trade market will be more available at that point in time what do you see the lakers doing to address what needs do you think they need to look into
1: and who ultimately do you think they might actually get Mm, that's that's a great question because the market is not exactly wide open for the lakers right now nor really any teams in the nba um obviously you know the names that are going to come up are somebody like Boogie, who just was waived by the houston Rockets after that guaranteed contract which is mind-boggling to me but well, no i think that's to...
0: pretty that's, that's a pretty cool gesture that i mean they yeah. said they were going in any the, the youth direction christian wood was coming back and mm-hmm. they were obviously going to start him but they guaranteed his contract before they say, you know, we're going to go ahead and waive you. Yeah. I, I thought that was that was a pretty cool move.
1: Well, I guess my point in saying that is just because they want to make sure you got paid, which is great. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. all for that. I think that's an awesome thing to do as well. But I know that's going to be a name that's going to be floated out for the Lakers, you know, possibly. And I just don't think that that's what we need uh, at this particular moment in time. I think it'd be an interesting gesture, but I don't I don't think that's what we're looking for. So I don't know who we're going to be able to pick up. I don't want them to go get J.R. Smith. Uh, I don't think that was working out last year. It was, it was pointless. I mean, they won a championship, but it wasn't because of his addition. I'm not sure who they're going to have their eyes on who they're going to be able to get. Now, obviously, Alex Caruso is going to be bait uh, for some team looking to... Uh, Make some trades. Alex Caruso is going to potentially be bait. You still have Kyle Kuzma, who's going to be bait, who still hasn't taken off. I hope he will take off this season, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I think he's going to need a different – a change of scene to really explode. Uh Right now, he's just not getting that in Los Angeles. Uh, obviously, the addition of LeBron James at that same forward position makes it a little more difficult for you to get the kind of touches that you'd like to get, especially if you're a developing uh, three, uh, four-player. and. You need those reps. You need repetition. I mean, ballers need the ball. So you're not really getting that chance to do it. And he's kind of, he's kind of suffering for it. So I could see him being trade bait as well as Alex Caruso and whatever they need to do to kind of to show up that three and D because that's obviously where the the deficiencies are lying right now is their three point shooting, your defensive intensity and, and their ability to stop the ball right now. So your best defensive player is 36 years old. That's not a good sign.
0: No, that's not a good sign right now. Everything is centering around LeBron. Uh, I had made the statement because he's not picking up his game, uh, even though in the comments after the game, he said he had to pick up his game with AD out, and I don't think he's sufficiently done that, especially if you're looking for that MVP, and right now he's not playing like it, so I don't have him any longer as my favorite for MVP. He's going to have to re-earn that for me, which he can't. There's still plenty of time in the season. To do so, but this is the time where he really needs to make his mark because of the fact that AD is out and it's all on him, and he needs to go. I, I understand. Thirty-six years old, 18th year in the league. I get that. That's great. I understand that. That's the reason why he was number one of my books for so many mm-hmm. weeks now. But the thing is, is just that he he has to give. We have to ask more. I, I'm sorry to be selfish, but we have to ask more right now because this team is centered and focused solely around him when AD is out of the game. And unfortunately, he has to give us a little bit more. And And right now, he just doesn't look like he can provide it. He just looks fatigued. He just looks like, you know what, he needs a couple-week break to refresh himself.
1: Six. He looks, yeah, like he looks like At he's 36. He looks like he's thirty-sixth, 18th year in the league. He looks exactly the way I would expect him to look right now. We just have to remember that we got to get to the playoffs. Let's not yeah. raise all the red flags now, allow him the opportunity to to get himself ready because it was a short season. Bro. Can he get like
0: hangnail or something during the All-Star break so he doesn't have to go ahead and, <laughs> and participate in the All-Star games so he can have those days off? that'd be nice that'd be nice that would be nice i just think it would be the smarter <laughs> move so i don't know it's just i know he does not want to go in no, no. unequivocal terms he's just absolutely steadfast against it i mm-hmm. think the concept of it is short-sighted by the nba in doing mm-hmm. the all-star game I, i'm really disappointed that they're want to go ahead and put all of their players flying down there to atlanta and putting them all at risk i think that's a, a I think that is a risk. Unnecessary. Uh, you know. Unnecessary. Yeah, it's, uh, and, and, you know, especially since not, none of them are vaccinated as of yet. And mm-hmm. it just, it, it's very disappointing that the league really needs and thinks that this little, okay, you've got this hemorrhaging wound mm-hmm. and you think this little, you know, you know, those little round band-aids that you have that, that <laughs> right. just cover like the fingers not covering. Okay, up all yeah. Of it. <laughs> they, they think this all-star game is a band aid when in all actuality, it's just this tiny little band aid that's going to go on this hemorrhaging wound and it's not going to stop it. You're still going to lose a ton of cash. You know, now's not the time to make these, these ill short-sighted decisions. And I mm-hmm. think the all-star game is just that. I
1: agree
0: wholeheartedly. <laughs> I don't know. It's just crazy. Just absolutely crazy. Give those players five days off. I yep. mean, you've already put a condensed schedule for many of these teams. Yes. It, yes. It, it just doesn't make sense. But, you know, I it's, agree. it's it's all about the greenback. It's all about the dollar. It's all about, uh, you know, trying to see what you can do to salvage. But when you're losing billions, what's a couple million? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right.
1: So. Right. And then again, you got to think about the long game. It's this. It's being. It's a very, very short-sighted decision to force this All-Star game. Long-term ramifications of it are just are unknown at this point. You know, there's there's just yeah. no need to put them in that kind of harm's way right now. I mean, yes, like you mentioned, they're gonna lose some money. They're losing money now. We we, we understand that. You know, obviously not getting the revenue from the teams, uh, from fans being able to come in and watch the teams, at least not in their entirety. So yeah, it's gonna happen. You know, it is what it is. But you don't put the players at risk to to stop the bleeding so to speak not in that regard because long-term ramifications are, are endless, endless right now. This is Raphael from NBA draft Junkies.com, And you are listening to the Lakers fast break.
0: Check out what's been going on with the pop culture Cosmo show and the PCC multiverse.
1: I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where Promoted, and this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmos Show and the PCC Multiverse
0: every week on Apple Podcasts and over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Well, before you head on out, my friend, and thank you so much for joining me again. It is TJ Johnson back once again for one of his many appearances here at the Lakers Fast Break, and always a delight when he does but we also love to talk pop culture. And in fact, I think we could just have as long of a conversation. We could talk like 15 hours straight on the Lakers. We could also talk another 15 hours straight of pop culture, but then your wife and my wife would be intensely mad at us both for taking a 30 hour (laughs) conversation. So instead of that, in lieu of that, actually, I wanted to ask you this WandaVision episode seven, it came out and uh, you know, I I'm, saying that it's both a good and a bad episode uh it's it's good if you're a casual fan it was bad if you're someone that understands the marvel universe because some of the things that you saw in the marvel universe or know about the marvel universe you could see coming a mile away with Mm -hmm. the reveal that was made at the very end of the episode and but if you haven't Mm -hmm. seen episode seven yet you might want to go ahead and flash forward a little bit but You know, episode seven, how was it for you, my friend? Again, for me, you know, if someone who, uh, you know, had already seen a lot of what was speculated on, it was kind of disappointing. But for if you're a casual fan, I know a lot of people were surprised by the outcome.
1: Well, I think if you're a casual fan, I'm kind of on the flip side. I, I think if you're a casual fan, you were not so much surprised because you don't know who Agatha darkness is you have yeah. no idea who that is there's no way the casual fan has any clue as to who that is now, no but i the, think
0: i think i think to a casual fan they would probably say oh wow another magic user in the in the hex that's kind of cool they could
1: they could but i i think even the casual fan knew that there was something about agnes the fact that she was showing the fact that she was in the title credits uh in episode seven's opening montage it was episode seven or six the opening montage maybe it was six where it started it was, that was the malcolm in the middle one it might have been six the point is when she starts becoming that kind of character um i think the writing is on the wall and i think that the viewership is smart enough to see that the writing is on the wall that there's something particularly special about her um i think for us as the people that are a little more familiar with the the comic book world if you will that it really kind of just it was a it was a table setting episode yeah. you know as far as i'm concerned that really kind of just set the stage for the next two episodes because now, we, we we don't necessarily know that she is an antagonist yet. And if you go back to her in the comic books, she was not always an antagonist. She was almost like a yeah. kind of middle of the road. Uh, you don't sometimes really don't a mentor. Yeah. Some, sometimes a villain. Sometimes
0: a mentor. Yeah. Sometimes it, a... She was really just somebody that yeah. was out
1: for her. Out, out yeah. for her own interests, if you will. So, we still don't know that she's the antagonist. Now, we did see a book which would kind of hint towards another big bad, who I'm sure that's going yes. to be the big reveal at the end of episode nine, I'd imagine, or somewhere. But that then there's the
0: song, action. though, that's Agatha all along. Agatha
1: all along. but And, and that's very, very true, very true. But it was just their way of saying Agatha was the one pulling the strings. So we still see that Wanda has control of the Hex. Now, how she yeah. had that kind of control, she's not sure. But it's become very clear that she's the one that created, or that she's the one that seems to have control over the manifesting of this hex and how big it's become and how big it's getting and so on and so forth. So I still don't think she is the big bad behind it. I think she's like the middle person. And I don't even know if I'm ready to call her the big bad quite yet. Obviously, she's been shown in in such a in a light of being the uh, one of the bads. Um, and so I think that's a safe presumption. But we also know that Kevin Feige loves to play with us. He loves to throw those little those misdirections and a major look here but you don't see what here is going on and I, i'm interested to see how it all plays out i'm still just as excited i don't think that episode seven was such a big deal for me because again it was it was more of a placeholder episode now we're setting the table for the end game quote unquote of one uh, division and just truly see now i'm hearing that there's still another big cameo to be had and i'm hearing rumors that it could be dr strange i'm hearing rumors. it's just it's, it's tons so Right now, I'm just excited. I'm just anticipating it. I really enjoy the serialized television. Again, I enjoyed the buildup of the story. It took a while to get there, but now that we're here, and again, it's part of the journey, and now I can appreciate the beginning setting little things here and there, and then it was a slow burn, but you know, again, now we've earned it, as opposed to we just got it. You know, We're, we're earning okay. it at this point, so I'm excited. Uh, I'm still excited
0: for it. Again, I, for me, it was kind of a downer of an episode, but you know, there there has to be sometimes a little bit of a bump in the road, but I, I agree with you on the fact that it served as a placeholder episode. A lot of exposition early on, especially with uh, Darcy, who was underwhelming as far as what they gave her. I mean, just <laughs> I, I, I was expecting some what sort was the of point. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, oh, she, she's an escape artist. Yeah, I get it the fact that she was opposite of what she was in, in the real world, but. I mean, I I was hoping something they would give her more grandiose. I mean, the circus gives you so much opportunity for a character that could really be something special. Or if you wanted to make her an escape artist, to play on the pun of the hex, put her in the middle of a performance. Put her in the middle of something where she's like trapped underwater or, you know, just Mm -hmm. just something, you know, really just special. Just (laughs) you just have her next to the vehicle or whatever the vehicle became in the hex. And that was it. And it was just like she takes off the chains and there she goes and that was it and i mean i feel bad for her character because of the fact that it was just treated so lightly and then again she was also in the end as far as what she did in that episode just served as the storyteller to so basically catch up anybody who hasn't been able to see the mcu as yet and then also more, more importantly vision just to catch him up to speed on what's going on okay oh this is what i did before this is what my right. character this yeah this is what he did before previously oh, oh okay but it really just wasn't <laughs> a very meaningful outing other than like you said just setting up a placeholder for, for
1: what's to come well to, to be fair with darcy i think the only reason that she was an escape artist is because remember when she was pulled into that she was in chains. yeah she's
0: in handcuffs yeah so, I, but so i'm, they, they, I'm they, just they... saying more elaborate more <laughs> elaborate i was looking you wanted for, more
1: I, gerald wanted more is, I wanted something special for her. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you at all. Now, what I will agree with you on is that I felt like she was completely underutilized. She was supposed to be this big expository dump. And that's yeah. fair. But to be 100% honest, what expository dump was she? What did she dump? She dumped the fact that Vision's dead. She dumped the fact that he was an Avenger. Like, there's no, there was no explanation of what's going on. And all this time they were waiting to get to line at all these different roll bumps and they're sitting in the car and they're doing this whole thing where, you know, he's talking about the fact that they're, they're having difficulties getting to her. Tell them what's going on. At, at any point in that time, they're sitting in the car. She could just have an entire, okay, well, since we're here, let's talk and let's get it all out. This is what's going on. This is what's going on outside right now. This is how this is happening and so on and so forth. And right now you're dead and they're trying to get your body back. But like, there was none of that. There was really just a, a quick recap of phases one two three phases one two and three Uh, a very very basic recap for him and i just thought she was underutilized so i agree with you i don't know if i care if she was an escape artist but i do feel like she was completely underutilized it was like it was a waste of time
0: and then, uh, well, speaking of waste of time, the whole setup for the engineer <laughs> was a waste of time. I mean, yeah. 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 And, and then the vehicle that was created for this, that was supposedly able to break through the hex, it didn't couldn't even work. get through. <laughs> yeah, it didn't even work. So, I mean, that was a big setup and a, something mm. that had a lot of people were guessing and anticipating on that left us all yeah. like I'm very underwhelmed. It, it just, that, and I think that it just, it was just little things like that that just left mm. me underwhelmed on this episode. Yeah. But it doesn't deter my enthusiasm because, again, you're talking overall story arc has been very mm-hmm. good. Three, especially four, <laughs> five, and six have all been strong enough to where, you know what, I'm I'm willing to let one uh, Tatooine episode, as I will now name it because a Tatooine episode in Mandalorian really was that, right. was that layer of bad i'm willing to let that slide because of the fact that you know the rest of the series has been pretty darn good so i'm looking forward to it so before we head on out my friend go ahead and throw your final thoughts on on what you're looking forward to for episode eight and nine
1: final thoughts looking for obviously the the resolution but i'm also looking to see how it's going to set up moving forward from here because obviously right after one division you've got falcon and winter soldier and then this is all going to be leading into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and I'm really just excited. Kevin Feige has proved himself to be very masterful in what he does and how he does it, and I trust him. I really do trust him to be the storyteller that we want to get behind. And even if there's somebody that's earned the right to take some liberties, it's been him. So I, I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing how this is resolved. I'm looking forward how to see uh, to see how this all plays out into the bigger narrative of Phase Four and what we are yet to see moving forward. Uh, as am i
0: my friend as am i and i know i want to have you back on talking wandavision and marvel cinematic universe going forward and last but not least if there's any special thoughts on the way out please share them now my friend because it's so great to have you on
1: once again i'm just grateful to be a part of the pop culture cosmos thank you for having me once again
0: oh you got it my friend again it is tj johnson here for the lakers fast break of pop culture cosmos Cannot thank him enough, as always. Continued blessings to you, my friend, and your awesome yeah, family. Yeah. And that wonderful TV behind you, continued blessings <laughs> for that. So yeah, I'm hoping there will be some good stuff on there for the rest of the day, maybe some WandaVision as well. Yeah, so maybe. I'm hoping continued success to you, and I look forward to bringing you back whenever you want, because the red carpet is always out there for you, right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, and also, of course, the Lakers' fastball podcast.